welcome to smart cherry's thoughts this is sai from india Hi, hi. Please to meet you. Nice to, nice to meet you, Firstly, uh, very, uh, thank you very much uh, for uh, coming to my show and accepting to be on my show. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really looking forward to participate. Uh, I like what you're doing, uh, and I didn't watch all of them, but I, I uh, view a, a couple of very interesting interviews you did on on your YouTube channel. very cool and uh, you are you are my valuable guest as well so i thought to tell about uh, you and the work that you are doing to my audience for sure for sure um so my name is tulgren uh, which is a swedish name i'm from sweden stockholm sweden i could see that i'm not the first swedish guest there was a, a lady earlier on your channel right um Anyhow, uh, my name is Turbjorn, and I'm an IBM I am IBM Power Expert. I guess you can say. So I work as a full-time contractor for IBM, and so I'm not an IBMer. So I, I speak uh, solely for myself. Uh, but I, I'm working with them in an uh, initiative, uh, well, long-term initiative, working towards their ISV community. So. You know, IBM makes the hardware, and they make really, really good hardware servers. Which is, um, well, they have two different kinds. So they have mainframes, the big set systems, but I'm working with the power system uh, brand. So uh, and the ISVs, which is uh, independent software vendors, are the companies out there creating software that runs on power. So traditional business applications, uh, for example, ERP. CRM systems, but also uh, what we call tool vendors. So these are the the vendors that produce uh, DevOps toolings, for example, that runs on on Power, for example. And I've been very well. I've been working around this platform since I started my career in 1997. <clears throat> back then, I was working for IBM uh, on the platform. Back then, the name was AS400. Uh, it changed the name a couple of times. But since 2008, the operating system name is IBM I, and it runs on the hardware called IBM Power. Um, and I've been very engaged in the user group community. So I was leading the Swedish, and that is a strong user group community, I would say, from the IBM I um, point of view. Well, uh, with that area in focus. Um, so I was very engaged in the Swedish local user group for 10 years. Uh, exactly 10 years. I was leading for seven of them, and also I've been was engaged, and now I'm back engaged in the European level. So I'm the vice president of the umbrella organization for uh, Europe. Come Europe is the organization. So uh, again, thank you for inviting me here. So you are into this, and you saw the evolution of the technology, and what made you to do what you are doing now. Well, it's uh, different reasons, of course, but it's uh, this platform is a really, really good platform, and it's a platform that relatively 
few people knows about, right? It's out there. Hundreds of thousands of companies are running it. But it's such a great IT or application platform. So it's, it's uh, well hidden. It just works, which means there's a few problems with them. There's not a lot of noise. It just do what it does, you know, supporting the business with the application running. But this is uh, a unique system, um, especially the IBM I operating system, which is, is very unique in many ways and very, very innovative, right? So, um, for example, in, in, the day, in the operating system, there is a relational database built into the operating system. So you can say that the, the native file system is a relational database, right? And, and you have this was built for multi-user functionality from the beginning, not uh, uh, well, if you look at Linux and Windows, it was to begin with mainly for one user, right? And then everything changed and now they have to solve a lot of issues with def different technologies to make it, uh, make you able to, to share the data and share the applications with other users. This was uh, built from the beginning with it, this in, as a, a purpose, which is, uh, I mean, it is amazing. So everybody who, who starts learning about it they really really love it and uh, yeah that's what probably the, the reason why i'm so very engaged in the in the, both working i'm happy to work with it full time but also why i'm so engaged in the, in the user group community so what businesses uses this sorry uh, what what kind of businesses uses this it's all kind of businesses. So um, a lot of manufacturing, a lot of financial uh, institutions or banks, uh, a lot of credit card application runs very well. Um, insurance, actually, I would say everywhere, more or less. And it's whatever a relation database uh, is is the best choice of your data. It, uh, it should run from my perspective on IBMI. Uh, but and often it does, right? So it's it's very very common out there, and you can, you can see on IBM's website it's, uh, a lot of mm, client stories and so on. You can see there from all sizes, uh, but also from all all areas. So, so, so everything more or less, yeah. I would say. Uh, I can see you're working on this from long time. So what what kind of uh, experience that you have on this? Well, I started my career um, in '97 as a hardware engineer, so hardware support guy. So, which means you know, going out to the customer and replacing back then uh, hard disk drives and and such, right, to to fix the servers. Um, and then I was responsible for what was called the BCRS, which stands for Business Continuity and Recovery Services which was a service that IBM in Sweden, uh, well, all around the world, but could offer the client. So normally you have just one server because it's so reliable and it, it rarely goes down, right? You never restart it, it just goes. But of course, uh, emergency cases could, could happen, right? So fire or flooding or something like that. Then there was a service called BCRS uh, where you can um, pay for this replacement system. Right. So in case of emergency, you can dial IBM and they could ship uh, a server that you could uh, restore your, your backup from. So and luckily enough, that not often happen. Right. But what you 
what I did, what we did back then was to offer customers to, to come to Stockholm and do this, we call it a recovery exercise, right? So they took the backup tapes, uh, I put together an environment for them so it was had enough capacity and storage and so on, and they start um, installing the operating system. Well, the application and everything from, from backup. So, yeah, that's where I'm coming from. Then I, I started working around as a sales guy, and I also worked for, for an ISV, a French ISV in the DevOps area. So I, I moved from hardware, which was actually, the reason was my engagement in the community. I could see, and we started focusing on the application development, right? Because we said that with without great software or business applications, there is no need for the, the servers, right? So and I worked for this uh, DevOps company from France for a couple of years, which made me much more, um, well, I'm not the developer uh, myself, but I know pretty good about the, the development, um, the DevOps uh, methodology and so on, and how it works. And I, I would say how it should work, uh, because a lot of uh, our, well, IBM clients and members are really um, old fashioned when it comes to development. Uh, not all, many are, and IBM are pushing them today very good in, in the, to be in the front end of, of using the latest methodologies and, and technologies and so on. Um, but there is still a lot of um, application vendors and also companies who make their own software using green screen only for coding and so on. And we try to push them into to IDEs that are modern, right? So. This is what I do a lot today, talking about application modernization and so on. So why you created the IBMI competence and also uh, what kind of problems that you want to solve? So uh, this is a good question. IBMI competence is actually not, not more than a portal uh, today. So the problem I tried to solve was that a lot of people say, even we could see company leaving plat the platform because no one knows about IBMI. No one knows about RPG, which is the, the main um, application development language. Um, and I said, well, no, you're wrong. There is plenty of experts out there. So, and also uh, I grew my community, well, the network of people uh, through my engagement in the, in the community, right? So I just, created this IBMI competence website and I start publishing, you know, uh, people's bio in there and what they could offer. So their specialities and what they could offer to the market. So some of them are IBMers, but a lot of it are just freelancers. They are consultant firms or, or experts in different areas. Could be programmers, could be system management people, security experts or, or whatever. So. There's a lot of traffic going on there uh, every month I can see. So I hopefully uh, helping out somewhat to, to change the view of this is a platform that few people knows about. Many knows about it. So from four years, uh, what kind of problems you solved? Come in the last four years. Yeah, uh, you started it uh, four years before. Uh, so, so how many problems? Problem? Okay, yeah. I started, um, you mean my, my company name is Built on Power, so that's my company I have today, right? So I mean, my competence is just a, a portal. Uh, okay. I started it in, in um, 
soon it will be four years. Um, and the, well, the majority of my work today is actually around the ISVs, right? To reach out to ISVs, to talk to them about the, the latest technologies coming out from IBM, because some of them, they don't have much relation to IBM, or they didn't have before we started this initiative. Uh, so some of them are, of course, really good and in the front end and knowing everything. They go to conferences, they talk directly to IBM. But a lot of ISVs has, for different reasons, um, well, not grow apart from IBM perhaps, but they become isolated more or less. They just do their, their application, they do the change, whatever the customers are, are asking for, but they don't listen so much to IBM. And that's a problem because there is so much going on from IBM, from the labs in, in the, all around the world from IBM and they should know about it because it helps them and they are very very happy when we are reaching out uh, and now this you can see they start using uh, newer technology and, and the newer toolings and they are start going to conferences and start uh, well being active again uh, which is really good for for everybody for customers for themselves or for IBM of course because IBM has the interest to well, for example, sell the latest hardware, the latest generation, which is Power 10 today. They are interested to selling the, the latest operating system uh, and and so on. So, yeah, it's, it's really great. This is what I've done mostly, I would say. And now we're in the planning in, well, maybe that's another question, but right now we're planning for um, our the largest IBMI and Power um, User Group event next year, which is will be in Prague, so the Common Europe, again, the organization I'm vice president for. We are arranging a, a conference in Prague for three days, um, and there will be the focus will be power and hardware related, but also IBMI, the operating system. Uh, and they are very, both are very, um, cannot go into that level now perhaps but that's very uh, they're, they're very tight built together the hardware and software everything is built by IBM right so but also we're going to add some content around storage nowadays IBM storage um, and also AIX Linux so this is the the other two operating system that runs on the same servers so that's really great and we hopefully hopefully we'll get around well, I'm aiming for 400 uh, participants, about well, 300, over 300 this year, um, 320, and now we're, we're hopefully extending it to 400 or beyond, we will see. And uh, what is the price of it? What is the cost? To, to participate in the conference? No, uh, 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 not, not for the conference, uh, but for the service that you're doing. Okay, I'll, well, my service is, well, it's price-based normally, but I'm, I'm a full-time contractor by IBM. So normally I don't go outside of IBM offering any services. There are some small uh, companies that I'm helping since before with, with maintenance agreements and selling and, and that kind of things, but normally I, I don't offer it. What I do instead, I'm helping if there are customers or companies out there with, with a need, I help them finding the right, right expert. So I'm very good at helping, uh, well, both consultant firms to find customers, but also customers or, or companies uh, finding the right skilled people to, to solve their issues. 
and uh, you help uh, uh, for Europeans. Yes, I would say. So, well, a little bit on the US market as well. I at least talk to an, a good number of ISVs that I know uh, well, uh, but mainly about what's happening and what's going on. And, and you know, because one of the, the big things that I, I also do is that I do a daily newsletter about IBM and different IBM technologies. So if you go to um, builtonpower.com, you can select the different topics that you're interested in. So I'm, I'm keeping myself, first uh, first of all, updated about what is happening all around the world, right? So what I'm doing, I'm collecting, I'm using technology called RSS or Atom, so different, well, two similar technologies to, to get updates from a website, right? So I have this RSS reader, so I collect information from 350 or now, well, around 350, 400 different sources, which gives me per day around 200, 150 to 250, depending on what day and what time of year, update. So I, I go through all them, of them every day and tag them into the different uh, areas. So if you're interested in IBM Power, and AIX, for example, which is the Unix operating system, uh, you will get the daily newsletter with only content that I have tagged manually for IBM Power and AIX. So this is what I also talk a lot about companies, not just in Europe, but in, in the US as well, uh, to make sure that they know what's happening and also give them ideas how to to help them to, to get on my newsletter. So this is, um, yeah. That's a lot of my, not daily job, because this is something I do as a hobby, so it's in my spare time, but it's uh, uh, early morning and in the evenings I, I do this uh, did do this newsletter. So what kind of requirements are that uh, your customers or your client come, comes with? Sorry, come again. Uh, what kind of uh, requirements and needs uh, your customers or clients comes with? Uh, well, I would say the majority is to well modernize application. The word modernizing is not very maybe correct, but extending and enhancing applications with new technology. So what, well, <coughs> it all depends, but this platform has been around since very long. We have companies using application from the 70s, still uh, running their business on top of this uh, code, right? Uh, but you need to do something. We don't do applications the same way as we did in the 70s, right? And we don't have the same user interface. We have something else. So first of all, you, you I talked to a lot of companies and ISVs as well that needs help in the, these modernization initiative or projects, right? So it could be just going from monoliths, uh, which was uh, the way you did programming back in the heydays. So big, big programs with thousands of lines of codes. Uh, you did it for good reasons, performance and storage. Back then, hard disk drives, megabyte, or you were even paying per byte, right? So you saved a lot of, of space in there. The problem, though, was that a big application right there, like that has a lot of uh, things that is related to each other. So it's very scary and a risky thing to change those programs because there could be something else 
down the line that is affecting it. So this this is the reason why both uh, RPG and COBOL application from the 70s and 80s or 90s, uh, you can even see Java programs uh, programmed in the same way. They are they are uh, stuck, right? So you don't touch them, which is a problem because you have to change things and you, your business needs new functionality, new things. Um, but what you're helping with them is to to uh, go from monolith uh, monolithics applications to today often microservices, for example, but but not just microservices, but other ways of uh, well smaller programs and so on. So you have this microservice architecture, you could say. Smaller programs that you can change and add and, and, and remove functionality. But that's, that's also, of course, the user interface. Still have the 5250, uh, which is a great user interface. I would start with saying that because when you're a system admin, for example, it's a tremendous uh, uh, advanced uh, use, user interface. But as a end user, there are options today, right? So, for example, if you're uh, you're an end user and you are helping uh, renting cars, whatever, right? You, the green screen is not very good at describing the car, perhaps. You need to use a GUI, graphical user interface, where you can add pictures, for example, and so on. And this is, and that has been going on since the early 2000s, I would say. Uh, the whole green screen to GUI interface. But what we can see today is, of course, the inter, well, start using AI, uh, for example, to enhance this, um, uh, not just the use interface, but the, the way how you, you're using the, the applications. Uh, so there's a lot of things going on in, in, the, in, the, in this area as well when it comes to you, uh, well, AI, for example, business analytics and all that kind of, I mean, because the, the data is there, they're always, if there's an IBMI application running in the, in, on the company, it has tremendous value in the data. This is where the, the business critical data relies on this, right? So what we've seen before, a lot of things was done outside of the box. So business analytics or BI was done on the x86 server, Windows server somewhere, pointing or moving the data to data lake or, or server forms somewhere running Windows, for example, okay? Instead, what we're saying, you should do, you should run that on the same box, where the data is. You don't have to move it. It is uh, actual data. It's not uh, the data was extracted during the night batch or something. So it's not old data, which happens in the past. Uh, so this is also what, what's happening a lot. They're using um projects that is you know, removing the surrounding servers right so companies that have those windows servers for integration or for bi they're replacing them and building uh, things on 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 the business application server so on ibmi instead which is good for different reasons right you just the service brawls to have uh, many servers instead of just one it costs money, so investment in servers and maintenance in servers and backup and restore and licensing, right? So we've seen a lot of projects like that uh, going open source and so on. I have long answers, I see. You come with short questions and I talk for five minutes. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> it, will, it will be very clear for my audience to understand it. 
Okay, that's good. So, uh, what sizes of uh, businesses you help for? What is the smallest and the highest, well, uh, biggest size you worked for? Well, so when I talk to, uh, about ISVs, I'm focused on the on the bigger ones, right? So there is a handful in in Europe, a handful with which has thousands of customers. Uh, in Europe, it's um, so if you compare the U.S. market and the European market, it's different. Then you have 10, 15 really big ISVs that has the majority of the market. In Europe, it's different. You have a lot of smaller ISVs as well because the market is was was and is still uh, a lot around language, right? So ISVs from Italy, they just have a solution for mainly the Italian market, I would say. France, the same way. Germany, the same way. Sweden was the, the same way, but, but that's another story. But I'm day to day, I'm mostly focused on, on the bigger ones. But we're working in different ways with the smaller ones as well, because they are they are important, right? The big ones are the ones that sells the most boxes or most servers for IBM, of course. But together, all the smaller ones are, are adding up the same same amount, uh, more or less. So that's um, yeah. But they are well. So they have customers, and ISV has the, their customers. So say a thousand companies using their ISVs, but they in them. In they in the in, in turn they have of course thousands of customers so that's it's well a lot of users out there using uh, application running on on IBM I would say. So how your service uh, helps any company to modernize their applications? Well, my company again I don't do the modernization projects myself right but I, I'm helping them to find the, the right tooling often and experts as well so of course IBM often have they have their own toolings so uh, earlier this year for example IBM announced uh, um, you could say an application modernization platform it's called Merlin but it's it's an IDE with a lot of a set of tools and toolings for modernizing up applications and also well develop continue development because there is an IDE so you, you do that and DevOps things you put this in Git and GitHub and Git technologies and so on right uh, the whole DevOps cycle I mean this is a huge difference in culture if you go back and still today often this is the case there was just one or two developers right so there was no real need for tooling they had they have the the, the release uh, the version management in, in their head right or maybe an excel file where they keep the track of the changes they they've done and another thing with with talking about this is is how you with the coding i mean the the code back then they didn't share their code more or less they they solved the problem and they compiled and, and everything should run if you look how young younger people um well, not just younger people, but how modern application developers are, are doing. And sometimes, well, they are forced to do it as well, share their code, right? To, to And then if you look at the DevOps cycle, this is, well, not always, but it should be that, that someone check your code and, and uh, grant it for, okay, this is good for, for production or, or they share it. But this has been, a, not conflict, but a little bit of conflict sometimes. 
when their their um, elder generation they're not willing to share their code uh, in, in that way. But you, of course, you should push them to do it because if you share, you can get many ideas of what to do something different and and uh, just be proud. If you you think you solved something in a good way, it's good. Show it to others, and they will be impressed. So. But it has been, and it's still going on a little bit of, of um, different in, in culture, how you developed and how you should develop an application today. Great. And also, uh, you, are, uh, uh, you are you are a contractor for IBM. Yes. So can you tell me more about it? Well, well this is... Um, what I do for them. So this is, um, I have bosses on, on the inside of IBM and they are, are I'm in, in working with them with the ISV community. So reaching out to ISV and we are also arranging events for ISV. So in Alicante early this year, we had this um, ISV day where we invited uh, ISVs from Europe and we could sit down together uh, uh, together with IBMers and experts from the labs in, in, in the IBM uh, Europe and, and the US. So this is what I do um, as a contractor. And also finding, I mean, try to find new ISVs. So we have this traditional ones that has been even from the 70s, right? Uh, on power already today. But we also, of course, try to extend to find new ISVs, so new new applications to run on this per server platform. Um, not always IBM I then, then it's easier to get a Red Hat, well, Linux for example, and IBM acquired Red Hat a couple of years ago. So to go out and, and see applications or solutions that is built on top of Linux that normally runs on, on x86 servers, we try to convince them to look at, uh, at power instead because power has number of, of um, um, benefits, right? So it, it's re very, very efficient uh, CPU architecture compared to x86. Um, and as I said, the, the stack is owned by IBM, so they produce uh, all the hardware and firmware, all the levels and, and operating system, uh, which uh, you see it, it gives a lot of benefits uh, around the reliability, security, not at least, and this is a good thing. And sustainability, this is a big thing today, right? So you can save a lot of uh, energy. So electricity, for example, to run on power service instead of uh, x86. Uh, scalability, so this is maybe one of my favorite areas, actually. So if you look at the x86 server, um, you're pretty easy uh, reach the, the, the limits of the, of the capacity of the server. You solve it by buying another server, <clears throat> then you scale out, right? And you, you install a new operating system, you install the database or application, and you scale like that. On IBM Power, we scale up, which means <coughs> I think the, the biggest Power 10 server has 240 cores, so CPUs, right? And then you have multi-threaded. Uh, CPUs, which uh, on x86 you have a maximum two threads per core. Uh, IBM Power has eight. So then you can see you have 240 cores times eight threads. 
which is uh, almost 2,000 threads, right? So this is why how you can scale. Uh, so the, the capacity or the, the, the scalability, that's never a problem with those customers, right? They, do, they can add more CPUs and very, very few are used. I think the biggest, one of the biggest IBMI partitions in the world has around 100 cores for on one instance of the operating system. And this is this is a huge company. So yeah, and that's why why um, we try to find new uh, vendors uh, porting them. And also Linux today and back maybe five, six, seven years, there was two different uh, architectures. Uh, so it was different running in Linux on x86 was, uh, and it was called Big and Little Endian, right? So this is very technical, but it was different. So you had to develop different applications and compile them differently and for different, well, you have to do that still depending on the language. But anyhow, they made this change a couple of years ago to so it's both Little Endian on Power Server and on uh, as well as on x86 servers, which means you have this application running on x86 today. It's pretty easy to make, uh, make it running on, on Power Servers. And one of the good things with that is because of the scalability, the majority, I would say 99% of the existing power customers have spare capacity. They're not using all the CPUs. Uh, actually, most small of the smaller companies has at least four to eight or even more uh, cores just uh, laying around, not used. Right. They have this IBM I application, for example, using one core and the minimum is four cores and you have six, eight cores, depending on the, the server you're, you're using. But anyhow, then our message is that, well, if you have some other application, could be Linux on x86, move that to your, your existing server because of several reasons. One is, of course, um, unused capacity, right? You paid for the server already, it's already in your data center or often uh, managed somewhere as you outsource it somewhere. But anyhow, so that's one reason you should start using all the, the CPUs and reduce the number of x86 servers, right? The other reason is they're often talking to the database on IBM, on the power box already, which means if you can move uh, even the, the Linux application to run on the same server, you you save a lot of latency. So you don't have to go out to external network with all the components that you have, first of all, have to, to buy and, and so on, but also there will be latency and, and some well reasons for performance issues. So if you run everything and you're using the internal network, using on, on the bus, that's um, uh, a lot of benefits for, for your application, for sure. So how uh, you, you are uh, able to manage uh, uh, your own uh, business as well as uh, working as contractor for IBM? Yes, but it's, it's only me in the company right now. So I started it uh, for this project with IBM. Um, I don't have any right now any, any thoughts of, of growing it. Um, I might in the future, of course, but it's, it's very easy. So it's just, you know, monthly 
uh, I have an external firm that take care of the accountant things and, and stuff like that. So it's not a lot of, of work. Of course, I have the website. I have to update it and, and keep that. Uh, but otherwise, it's not a lot of effort in, in, in that today. That's great. And also, you're uh, so you you have uh, two different businesses. One is uh, uh, built on power, and uh, another is IBM. Uh, I uh, confidence. confidence. Ah, yeah. well, that, that's not so. That's as I said, it's just a portal, right? So just this Wix uh, website that I, I updated. Well, I I should keep it more updated, I guess. But it's it's not a lot of. And I don't charge anything for it. it. Doesn't well, it costs me a little bit, right? But I, I do that as a hobby, so that's that's fine. Now, so actually, Built on Power is my 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 company, but I, I work full time with with IBM again. So it's uh, it's it's like a, a normal job uh, from that perspective. That's great. And also, uh, tell me, you as a vice president of Common Europe. Yes. So that's um, I'm happy to be back on the board of, of uh, directors for Common Europe. I was engaged um, in the umbrella organization Common Europe for for several years, and I quit in two, 2019. My career was actually taking another path, so I was moving off the platform. Uh, but then IBM uh, called me and and wanted me in this uh, project, so I came back to the power community, right? And then I was um, uh, I became um, vice president in June at their their board. So, and that is that is a great um, organization. So there's a lot of passionate people just like myself, really really skilled, and and they do this as a, this is a, a hobby for us. So we we don't charge anything. We we this is voluntarily work that we're doing. So as I said, the, the next year we, we already start planning for the conference in in, the, in June, and we do a lot of things, so webinars and, and smaller events throughout the year. But the, the so that's an umbrella organization, as I said, which is uh, I think we have 17 different local user groups. In Sweden, there is a local user group doing events and so on in Sweden for the the IBMI and power customers in Sweden and throughout Europe. So what we do also, we, we gather them. They are all members, so one representative from each country or local user group. Sometimes there is several user groups in the same country. Uh, Switzerland, for example. So they have one German-speaking user group and one French-speaking user group. So we gather them together, um, which is highly appreciated. Uh, twice a year they meet. And they share the experience and, and, and the knowledge and, and what they're doing and how they're doing things and, and uh, what's working for them in, in, in their country. So it could be that some country are arranging a hackathon, right? And some other country, oh, we've been thinking about doing that, but we, we've never done it before. Can you help us out? And of course, they get the help they needed. So, you know, it's really, really good. Uh, good and a very, very, as I said, strong uh, user group. Uh, community around this platform that's great so what are your your objectives uh, uh, as a president so i'm the vice president so there is a president who's juan manuel alcudia from from spain well it of course we, we always try to grow right both the organization we, we're trying to find new and we have a, a two new c 
countries coming up hopefully next year, they w- we will help them starting local user group uh, in those countries. But the, the main thing for us is, first of all, to just help the local user groups with whatever they, they, they need and want. But also this, the, the flagship event, which is the Common Europe Congress uh, in Prague in June. Uh, we want that to be as successful as possible. We want that to grow and also we want to, to um, make sure it has the right content that the members and, and the customers are, are looking for. So it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. And again, we're going to extend it a little bit. And the reason is that the face-to-face meeting from IBM, IBM do their own conferences, right? So they have the, it's called the Tech, Tech U, Technical University. But it's been virtual the last couple of years. And when we talk to uh, both customers, but also IBM business partners and others, they're really looking forward to have this face-to-face conference uh, again. So this is where we're going to extend it a little bit with the, the more content than we usually do. Uh, hopefully we can find new, uh, a new audience uh, for not just Prague, but other, other um, future events as well. So that's, I would say, our goal for, for next year. And I can I can also see uh, knowledge is power on your website. Yes, I mean this is back to IBMI competence. I would say so. I mean, skills is uh, knowledge is everything. So if you don't know um, anything about this platform, in this case, I mean this is a bigger topic, but in in this case, uh, you don't know what you can do with it. Uh, as I said, some companies left the platform because they. They thought they had an old system. They thought this was it was the, the old-fashioned server, but it's it's not. It, but it, maybe your application was because you didn't do anything, and you didn't you never learned the, the latest technologies. You you didn't send anyone to conferences. You didn't put them in on in education, right? So for me, this is it's crucial that as many as possible knows as much as possible what you can do. With the with the platform, so um, if you're already on, you should stay, right? But also, uh, besides that, if you don't know much about it, you should learn about it, and you should uh, take a look at it. Uh, most likely, if you, especially if you're into this business application area, this is a, a great platform for for building your your software, on, on, for sure. So that is is uh, about education. So. I put together also uh, earlier this year uh, a post, a blog post. I think it was on LinkedIn about this. I'm frustrated about it because people say, "Ah, oh, you don't see students coming out of school knowing about RPG language." No, but you didn't see that about R, the the programming language for AI, a couple of years ago. It was it was not around, right? You you start you sending people to courses. You start teaching them if it's a it's um, it's if important for your business which rpg and cobol is right so uh and there is so much things going on there are so many well the user group community of course we give uh, options for education but there are also a lot of in europe a lot of small local i would say companies for example educating um, people so in, in sweden this uh, company named upper working together with the Gothenburg University 
<coughs> they've done it for five years, I think, put together this RPG, maybe 10 weeks course, right? So you don't know anything about RPG programming language. At the end, you're productive and, and actually you can start working for Upper or for others, uh, building application on this uh, application uh, on this platform. So no, it's it's really really important. Yeah. And IBM has a lot of core. Well, they they put put together their own curriculum still. So there are courses with in their network of they call it distributors. You know, we have this IBM as a company, and then you have big distributors, and they have under the distributors you have business partners. So you can go reach out to the local business partner and you can find uh, where you can, can learn uh, programming or system management or security or perform whatever your, uh, your needs are. So, yeah, education is important. So summing up, uh, what do you say to my audience as a president, as a founder of a company, as also a person who is working in IBM? I would say uh, take a look at on both IBM Power as a platform, as a server platform, and just compare it to to x86, which is normal today. Uh, everybody buys it because everybody just buys it. Now, well, take a look. Depending on your application, um, there are alternatives out there. Um, and also, if you're a programmer, take a look at in the um, RPG programming language, for example, and also open source, of course. But there are webs, one website called pub400, pub400.com. This is a place where you can sign up for your, your IBMI um, system. You can create a user, into, user um, and, and log in and start programming on that. And there is a lot of online courses uh, where you can start learning uh, this platform because it, it is a great platform. I have a presentation that called IBM I Explained and IBM Power Explained as well. And as I was doing this just uh, two weeks ago, uh, and the audience said, why, why don't we know about this? Why this is so good, what you're talking about? It's very, as I said earlier, very innovative uh, in many, many ways. Even the power server, if you look at the, the risk-based power based servers, way more modern than x86, for example, uh, and so on. So that's my message. Take a look at IBM I and, and IBM Power, and you would probably be, hopefully you will be uh, surprised and impressed and eager to hear, learn more about it. And maybe the same for you, CI. You are, you don't know much about it, right? We can start with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so thanks again for inviting me this was uh, a lot of fun and uh, again i like what you're doing reaching out to people and, and start interviewing you learn yourself right and your audience learn stuff so that's uh, very good so as a, as a as a person who is into technology from long time as a person who is understanding the uh, both side of the business of technology software hardware and also understanding uh, how it works and also understanding the mechanism of it, uh, helping people uh, and companies. So what is your observation about my work? Have you seen any videos of mine on YouTube? I've seen a few, eh, which I think is interesting because it, you, you're going outside, not just IT, right? It was this filmmaker and, and 
others. No, it, it's great. And this is also back to the message to your student. I mean, I'm talking from this perspective that IBM I is the best platform for everything on Earth, which is not, of course. Some kind of application should run on uh, Azure or AWS or whatever. But I, I'm, and this is what I like with you. You're going wide and, and trying to, to learn about different things. And that is that is key, right? So because this is like a toolbox. IT and technology is like a toolbox. And if you just have one, which is the hammer, and you try to solve all the problems with this hammer, you're not, uh, you're not solving all the problems, right? You just fix things when you can have this nail. So, so do that um, and continue with this with this uh, job that you're doing. It's uh, it is important, right? And and if you don't have uh, thousands of viewers, you have at least hundreds that are interested and a few that really learn stuff, right? And they can, you can even change people's future. They are getting interested in making films instead. Oh, okay, and that's uh, that's really good. I like that. Uh, I personally did a master's in software engineering, also bachelor's in. Yeah, congratulations. That's a tough one, right? So that's. Uh, and uh, also a bachelor's in computer science and engineering. So right now I'm uh, interviewing and uh, uh, talking with experts like you who are already in the industry from long time, uh, solving different uh, technological problems and handling different projects and uh, interacting and doing conferences and uh, making things possible. Talking with experts like you around the world, what I'm going to learn and how this knowledge is going to be helpful for me if I work in IT in coming days. So okay. continue, you said, said about your, your, um, you're doing this and, and you have your uh, graduation and, and now you're reaching out to different technologies. So. Yeah, that's good. I mean, in, in uh, just a few years' time, you will be interviewed, right, about your own uh, uh, expertise, perhaps. So, what's your plan? What are you What are you going to do? What's your What's the area you're most interested in? Right now, I'm getting trained as a DevOps engineer. Okay. Yeah. No, it's it's great, right? And it's the whole industry is still growing, and it will grow. I mean, everything is software. More and more software. Even the the car, the Swedish, well, shiny Swedish car, the maker Volvo said a few years back they are a software company. So, okay, well, you're making cars, but it's for them the message was it's so important with software, right? It's everywhere, and um, yeah. And back to the thing that I was talking about, IBM I, as I said, there's. Well, if you listen to me, maybe it sounds like I think IBM I is the best for all kinds of application, which is not the case, right? So you have software on your watch. Uh, it should not be programmed in the RPG programming language, for example. So, but if you, you talk at the kind of application we normally see, the, the back-end, high transactional system that is where, where the data is, is built mainly relational, the kind of database uh, application that is, then it should be. Uh, running on, on IBM I. But uh, again, it's uh, welcome to the IT industry. I love it and it's uh, and it's totally different than when I started, right? Back then was PC, PC server was quite new. 
and I, I knew everything. I knew the hardware. I knew the operators. I could install the operators. I knew the network. I could create this network, Ethernet and everything and, and domains and everything. And um, now it's it's difficult to just keep track of your little piece of in your industry, right? Or or uh, you need. But on the other hand, you need to have the network. And this is also what, what I like with you. You're growing your personal network. Now you know how to talk to you if there is an IBMI thing or relation database. Uh, well, this is what uh, it is like today. You, you have to have a, a wide uh, network of people helping helping you, but also helping uh, uh, customers solving their issues. So uh, how this experience, uh, talking with experts like you around the world, how this experience is going to be helpful for me uh, in coming days in, if I work in IT? No, but I, I just, well, again, just to have the different views of things and get the insight from others and people like me and, and all the people that I've, I've seen on your YouTube channel are happy to share their their expertise, right? And helping especially younger people that are interested in, in what you're doing. And this is how, this is human. This is what everybody does. Uh, if you go down to someone making shoes, right? And you start asking questions about how it is making shoes, they would talk about that for four hours uh, without any breaks, and that you learn from that, right? And you get the wider perspective and, and skills in different areas. So, and you should not stop. And this is what I see often: that people are, when they are getting into the 30s or 35, maybe they have the families and they start getting a little bit. They don't have the same energy, but then they stop being curious. They stop being you know, wanting to learn more. Um, and that's um, dangerous, not the right word, perhaps, because sometimes that's that's normal, right? But try to do whatever you can, at least every year, do something, take a course in your area or something else, right? There could be hobbies uh, and, and what you do in your spare time, because that's also important to for you to grow as a person. But also, I would say that attracts as an employer. Uh, well, I, I, normally I, I tell people to not hire skills, first of all, but the attitude of people, uh, how they are as humans and how they, they, they um, I mean, it's, it's not what you, to solve a problem, for example, it's not that you solve it right away, but you have the right attitude to solve it as quickly as possible. And that could be, you know, just going out to your network. And, and this is also why I'm the, we talk, what, what we say to people coming to the conference, right? So this is helping you, you growing your network, which can solve problems for your company faster. This is like a return of investment for, for your company to send someone to, to this conference, right? Uh, even we can see and, and we encourage people to, to if there is an issue, you, you've been working on it at your company, for days or sometimes weeks or even months, right? Bring that to the conference because the the chance there is someone that knows how to do it, maybe even solve the exact same issue and they will share it with you. And there you have your, your return investment of the, the money you paid for the conference. So, I don't care, it was a, a lo again a long answer perhaps, but it's uh, it's so, so important. Uh, and you do this, uh, People do this in different ways, but I really like what you're doing. 
you're doing it for yourself, but in the meantime, you share it with others. And, and uh, but I encourage them to do maybe not the exact same part, but start a podcast, do small things, do a, a meetup. Meetup is a lovely, lovely platform for, you know, when you find a place, you, you arrange this meetup, invite someone to speak, and then you will have a small community. Um, and that's just one way to, to do something similar, right? Learning by teaching at the same time. Uh, another thing I want to mention is, is producing uh, PowerPoints, actually. Sounds more boring, perhaps, but when you do it, you learn a lot. So as I mentioned, I have this IBMI uh, explain or power explain and, and I have five, ten different uh, presentations. You have to well, produce the slides, right? You have to learn things. And I've been really out and still those presentations, I go out way out of my comfort zone, right? So really deep down to the technologies that that few people in the world, I mean, not at least outside of IBM knows about. But I try to, and I, well, I'm honest, as I, I don't know this, but this is what I read. And this is the source I found on, on Wikipedia, for example. And this is how it works. Uh, and then I learn, right? I grow as a person uh, while doing the presentation. And then people, of course, learn from, from me and they don't have to do it. But they can do themselves another presentation for something else, for example. And then we, everything grows. So uh, that's, a, that's a great thing. That's a valuable thing that I'll keep in my mind, whatever you said. And also people who are watching and listening to you will definitely uh, 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 follow and uh, also uh, put in their uh, uh, in their development. Also, uh, you will be the reason for their uh, growth as well with your advisors. Oh, very good. So personal um, growing, and, and this is also what we do at the conferences. I go to in the US as well. You have the very, very technical uh, presentations and sessions, of course, but also personal development. We we'll call it where you learn different things to be a, a bigger person or grow in other areas. And I always enjoy going and look at that because you, you learn things and um, yeah, it's great and very important. Uh, I'll put your web links in the description of this video on YouTube. People who find the video on YouTube can see the work that you're doing, can see the service that you're providing. Very nice. Thank you very much for doing that. And again, thank you for inviting me and keep up the good work. This is lovely. And, and also I'll put on the screen as well your web links. They can see uh, the entire video. Okay. Nice. And can you can you spell your uh, 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 your uh, websites or your presence to my podcast listeners? Yeah. Do you, I, I can send it to you, you mean? Can you spell it? You mean the, the builtonpower.com? Yeah. Uh, that's builtonpower.com. So it's, it's uh, solutions built on power. And then I have the IBMI competence in one word, ibmicompetence.com. That's the two major uh, websites. And of course, Common Europe, if you're interested in Common, C-O-M-E-U-R.org is the Common Europe umbrella organization I'm, I'm uh, also working with. And common.org in the US, that's the big uh, uh, organization in, in the North America. Uh, can I put this video on my YouTube channel with your permission? You can, of course. 
for sure and also and also can i put this audio and video clip on my podcast website internet you social can media everywhere uh, whatever you want as long as you don't try to cut something out and want to change my message right so yeah i no, no worries just go ahead and use it thank you thank you again for your valuable time thank you so much for inviting me take care bye bye bye